Welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast, where we dive deep into God's Word and discover together how to practically live as disciples of Jesus through the application of gospel truth. Hey, welcome everybody to the Deeper Dive. Hey, I'm pretty excited today. We are, uh, for the second week in a row, going off script from our normal working with the pastors. And I've got two elders with me here today. I've got Scott Chambers and I got Dave Stefanis. Hey, everybody. Hey. Good to see you guys. Hey, thank you guys so much for being here with us. Happy so, to. So, Scott, hey, I'll, I'll start right off with you guys. Scott, how long have you been an elder? 19 years. Okay, 19 years. It all been on the Bethel Elder Board, right? Right. How long have you been at Bethel? Almost 29 years. Okay. Next wow. week. Wow. That is, that is beautiful, man. And you're actually leading that board now, correct? Yes, I am. I'm okay. the current chair. Great. As of the last couple months. Dave, you... On the other hand, have been a Pasco elder for how long? Uh, Eleven months and two weeks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, when people delineate it like that, it's like because it's been a long run. But no, I think pre- it's been a great run. Yeah, it's pretty you, new. Almost a year. It has, man. It's it's been a joy to serve. It really has. Okay, great. Well, you know, in today's uh, podcast, what we really want to do is just kind of clear things up for everybody. Um, just kind of go back to the basics of kind of what an elder is, how what the process is here at Bethel, and. Um, uh, we're not going to assume that you you know a lot, and um, so hopefully this will be a blessing for everybody out there. All right. Well, so, you know, Scott, if we just kind of go back to brass tacks, like what is an elder? I mean, that sounds kind of grandiose, right? Mm-hmm. So what what is that? Well, in the New Testament, an elder is really an overseer within God's church with two responsibilities: one is to lead, and one is to shepherd God's people. Dave, you want to add anything to that? Well, um, yeah, the, the oversight part, I mean, there is a, a watching over the workings of the church spiritually and kind of the direction. But, you know, I, I really like the shepherding part, you know, because it, it's, a, it, it's a higher view of shepherding a large group of people. And I think, uh, man, if you don't have a, a shepherd's heart in, in this game, then you, you're just going to miss the point of what what being a true biblical elder is. Okay, so it goes beyond, you know, wise decision-making <clears throat> and that sort of thing, yeah. and it's actually care for people. Yep. Okay, that is great. Um, well, let's, let's take a look at our church then. So what are, what, how many elder boards are there at Bethel's three campuses, right? We've got a campus in Richland, in Prosser, and in Pasco. Yeah, so we've got a, a Bethel elder board that, you know, oversees all of the, the campus elders. So Bethel elders... And each campus has their own elder team as well. So Prosser has one, Pasco has one, and the Richland campus has one as well. Okay, so we've got four boards. Yep. Um, how many people are on? Well, can we go right through these? Mm-hmm. How many people are actually on each board? Why don't we start with you, Dave, out in Pasco? Yeah, so in Pasco, well, we have you coming off, Adam coming into our board. So that's one place for the campus pastor to be a part of. And then we've got Wayne, Stiggy, Derek Alexander, myself. Rich Kamira is coming off of our, our campus elder board as well. Finished his term. Finished his term, yep. Mm-hmm. And then um, we're right now looking at three nominees to add to that. So we will have a total of seven um, if all the nominees get approved. Okay, great. I'll actually ask, ask you about the nominees, but not at this point. Maybe yep. maybe just in a few minutes. Um, how about in, in uh, Richland then, Scott? In Richland, we have there's a total of six. And so there's Blaine Carr, who's a current chair, uh, Dave Hilliard, Roy Dobson, Mark Killinger, Drew Walsh, and then Seth Powers, who's rotating off this year. 
and we have one nominee for a new elder. Okay, great. There. Okay. Well, uh, Dave, you want to speak for Prosser? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Prosser actually, with with Jim Hopwood retiring and coming off that board, um, Andy is, is really the only one elder that's there now. And I know, Dave, you've been kind of doing some elder work mm-hmm. at the Prosser campus here lately, so... And they're looking to grow that with a couple nominees. And then Brooks being put on that team as well. Okay. Yeah. So good. We really need to build that team out, yeah. right? Yeah, it does. All right. Okay. Um, Scott, how is the Bethel Elder Board distinct from the various campus elder boards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bethel Elder Board really has uh, the responsibility of oversight and spiritual leadership really at the highest level for the whole church. And so, you know, what we do is we look into the scriptures and we ask the Lord— to show us on a regular basis how he wants us to lead, because we view ourselves as under shepherds under the Lord Jesus' leadership, totally. And so we work together, we try to set direction, which is based on our purpose, our values, and our priorities that we think God has given us to, to lean into. And we, we kind of monitor where the church is headed, and we try to make sure that the various ministries are well aligned with, with our purpose and our, our values and such. And so, you know, really, in short, we're trying to keep the main thing the main thing. Now, in contrast to that, the the campus boards uh, really are responsible for implementation of values and priorities in the programs of their campuses and for, as Dave mentioned a little bit ago, shepherding functions on the campuses. Mm -hmm. Okay. So does Jason play a part on the Bethel Elder Board, Pastor Jason? Yes, he does. According to our Constitution, the senior pastor automatically becomes a Bethel Elder when he's hired, and Jason, that was no exception with Jason. And so he functions both as the senior pastor and as one of the Bethel Elders. Okay, but does not lead that board. Correct. lead that board. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, We'll stick with you for a second, Scott. What so what are can you give me give us some kind of example of issues that you guys would address on the on the Bethel Elder Board? And maybe in particular this last year? Yeah. Well, typically over the history of my 19 years on the board, we've looked at things such as a wide range of operational issues as they come up. We look at budget allocations and expenditures. When there's land and property issues, we look into those. Hiring at the highest levels of the staff, we will be directly involved in. The development of, and implementation of new initiatives like Next and the 13 and now some of the ones that we've had historically will be involved in. Over COVID, we have spent the vast majority of our time just trying to figure out how to navigate through the pandemic. And so what we're trying to do, our, you know, really our goal is to go to a high enough level where we truly can provide overall direction, not get too involved in the details, which is a a natural tendency, I yeah. think, of boards of larger churches. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a problem. We Has that to, been a struggle for you guys? It is always a struggle. Yeah, yeah. we just we want to get in there and and get mm-hmm. into the nitty gritty, and mm-hmm. that's really not the best use of our time. So we mm-hmm. try to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Okay, really good. Well, Dave, how about you know on the other campuses, the non Richland uh, campus? What are what are some of the issues that you guys have faced or addressed on the uh, Pasco Elder Board? You know, I, I think uh, in a in a word is alignment. You know, so Bethel Elder Board it will, you know, give us direction or we might submit questions to the Bethel Elder Board and then it'll come back to us and say, let's make a plan. But all those plans, everything that we do on the campus, we try to, the best we can with the maybe the different staff that we have, the short staff, is to align to all the principles, the values, everything that Bethel is doing. Um, making sure that we're aligning to those guidelines w- within our congregation. 
um, limited amount of people, limited amount of staff, those kind of things. So, um, you know, particular issues during COVID was, you know, how, how will our congregation function under the guidelines that, that have been established about the, the direction that the Bethel elders have got the church moving in? Well, how do we make that work at Pasco? How do, what are the, the, the things that we have to do to make sure we're ensuring the safety of people at the campus? Um, one of the things that we've been uh, working on, on under the direction of the Bethel elders is what, what a new building might look like in Pasco down the, down the road. And we've got a great piece of property, but um, you know, how, can we, how, can, how can we get the, the most kingdom purpose out, out of building a building and those kind of things and still you know, operate within some kind of budget constraint? So. Right. So Dave, so you, you guys are both, Scott, you and Dave have both used the word alignment, right? Mm-hmm. Scott, you, you know, making sure we're aligned with our, with the values and stuff that we, that we have, you know, we've had for a long time. And Dave, you talking about the, um, the various campuses also being aligned with the Bethel Elder Board. Um, but do the non-Richland campuses, is there a point, is there a place, I guess, for you guys as elders to just work on your own stuff, to make your... It sounds bad. Make your own decisions for your own campus and that sort of thing. Yeah, and, and when you talk about alignment, you know that's the purpose and vision. the The direction for the campus is going to be a little bit different. We're dealing with a different group of people. We may be dealing with, um, I, I don't know, take like small groups. We're going to have small groups. They might look a little bit different at the campuses, but generally, we're going to align to the vision and purpose, and then take things as as we can on the campus. In the context that we're of the campus, so um, you know, if we if we're looking at something like cultivate, when we you know we're funding that, there, there's a big vision for cultivate across the whole church. Well, we had a part of that, so we we had to plan and make sure that you know our plan was aligned to the cultivate campaign, and making sure that we're using the uh, the best choices we can to use that the, that money okay. for the campus. So so okay. that's just an example there. Okay, no, that's really good. So. We are coming up on having our the meeting formerly known as the Bethel Business Meeting is now the <laughs> Bethel Family Meeting, um, and part of um, uh, part of the agenda there will be actually to vote on new elders for each each campus and the Bethel Elder Board. Right. So, how are people in our church nominated to be on the boards? How does that How does that come about? Well, the the nominations come from the congregation. And we just this spring instituted a part of the website where people can formally make nominations on the website. And this is limited to members. You need to be a member to make a nomination. And so we have that on the website, and we had it open uh, specifically for this this upcoming meeting. But we have it open year-round. So at any point during the year, if somebody wants to nominate somebody that they believe would be a good elder, they, they can do so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so after people are nominated by whomever— Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then what happens? Is there? I assume there's some kind of a vetting process that goes on. Or? Well, yeah, and I, I think the ver- the first vetting process was the Bethel elders looking at the nominees as a whole, and then some discussion about them, um, and then just looking at the list of who'd been nominated. And you know, it's it's not a vast list. There aren't hundreds of people. It's, it's a pretty tight list, and you know, I, I think what people did in this nomination is they recognized people who were operating within that role of, of kind of an elder. They're already shepherding people. They're already caring for people. They're already looking after the flock in their own way and, and recognizing them. And that's where the nominations, I feel like, came from. 
So um, after that, there, then there's a vetting process where we're going we're gonna to go talk with those men that have been nominated. Uh, even ask them, like, hey, you've been nominated. Is this something that you want to pursue? So we, we, we did that, at least on our campus, we did that personally with some of the guys and had some great conversations. Okay. So, so did you guys actually talk out in Pasco, Dave? You talk out, you've got a list of, I don't know, four or five names or whatever. So you guys actually take a good hard look at all those guys and just yeah, talk about Yeah, as a matter of fact, so much so that like, we didn't agree on everybody. Um, which which is a which is a, a good thing to have. We talked it out. We reasoned it out and said, "Hey, this is the group of guys that we're going to pursue right now. Um, maybe these group of guys for next year or, or sometime in the future." Um, you know, and I think that's a healthy conversation to have. It brings up good points on both sides. So, it, so it goes to that detail. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, not everybody is chosen all at one time to to go that next step. And and there are some some ideas about people maybe we'll pursue later. That, that we have to work on a little bit, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I, I thought that was a great process this year. So you, I mean, it sounds like you've actually got a couple of people that could well be in the pipeline for somewhere down Absolutely. the road. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. It's, it's and and that's a really good place to be because it gives you a a, a chance over whether it's the next year or two years to to train people up a little bit, give them some assignments, some tasks to so that they can expand that leadership role. So, is there some criteria on this whole vetting process and? Even even nominating process, what what might be some of the criteria? Yeah, we you never really know the reasons why people nominate a particular individual, but but we do the same thing with the Bethel elders. We we look at the nominees and we say, okay, who's who's demonstrated shepherding? Who's demonstrated leadership? Because we don't we just don't really want to pursue somebody that hasn't, just for obvious reasons. But yes, we basically as we enter into conversation with potential people, we will then try to assess the extent to which they meet, meet the qualifications in the scriptures. And those are found in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1. We even have a written self-evaluation that we give to guys to fill out before our conversations with them, asking them, and if they want to, their wives, to, to talk about their, their lives in the different areas of qualification for being an elder. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's kind of a 360 thing. In other words, you're looking at the whole person, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Um. We also, Dave, let me mention too, we, we really look for chemistry too, good chemistry okay. with mm-hmm. the existing board because we have an enormous amount to do in a very limited amount of time. And mm-hmm. chemistry, being able to work together and click and, and communicate well is, is really important in getting that done. How often do you guys meet, Scott? Well. <laughs> Bethel Elder Board, how often do you guys meet? Historically, it's been twice a month, but much of the last 15, 16 months has been three or four times a month. And how many hours a at a pop, or you guys two to three, in? okay. Sometimes more. Yeah. So you guys are going the extra mile. You guys have really, you guys have dedicated your, your, yourselves to this. And every one of you guys has full time jobs. A couple are retired, with the exception of Jason. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of the guys, a couple of the Bethel elders are retired, but most of us do have full time okay. jobs. Yeah. All right. So what happens then after they're nominated? Do we hit that? What happens after they're nominated? Well, like Scott said, they fill out the kind of this personal evaluations, at least on the campus level, and then that gets turned over to the Bethel elders. To so the Bethel elders are going to do kind of I would I call it sort of the, the final interview with the, with these fellows, and then um, the nomination goes forward. So the guys do they write a bio and send in a picture and all that kind of stuff, and then it goes to what would be you know um, 
affirmation or election at the business meeting. So members will vote at the meeting for all the, the, the elders who are nominated. And right now, I think you, you can go on the website and, and see who they are. Um, and you, so we'll, we'll look at who gets affirmed, you know, through, through the voting. And then the final decision does rest with the Bethel elders to, you know, absolutely say, you know, yep, you start your term now. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good. That's a good point to make. That the the campus elders are appointed by the Bethel elders. The vote from the congregation is one of affirmation. In contrast to that, Bethel elder candidates are they must be voted on by the congregation. And so we have one this year, Zenon Thornton, who will be on the ballot uh, for congregational approval. So is there like a a certain number that they've got to hit, like eighty percent? 90%, something like that. Is According there... to our constitution, 75% of the voting members present need to say yes on okay. a given candidate. Okay. All right. Has it, uh, historically, has it been that low of 75% or is it? That's usually higher than that. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, why don't we take a look for a second just at some of the, some of the men who are, who have been nominated at each campus. And I know we, you know, this is not the, place to go and you know, an exhaustive thing but if we could just go ahead and hit who some of these guys are who who tell us just maybe a little bit about them let's start with pasco dave yeah. so uh joel hill is one of our nominees uh you know and the, the really i think the interesting thing about joel he has been um kind of nominated by our campus elders this year for the third year but this time the nominations came from within the body of Richland. I'm sorry, of, of Pasco to, to nominate him. And the interesting really thing about Joel is that as, as we went through that nomination, those few weeks when we had it open, um, something, the something is the Holy Spirit. We know it clicked in him and said, you know what? I think it's time for me to serve in that capacity. Joel has been, uh, Elder shepherd shepherding for a lot of years, and and he. So even though Dave he was nominated before, he basically just took himself out of the running. He did. He he, he said he wasn't ready or okay. didn't feel. But, but the the spirit moved in him this year, which which I love that answer. You know, I think you know God told me it's it's time to move. Yeah, and so we're looking forward to that. Uh, another one is Chris Beck. Uh, Chris has Chris is a a quiet leader. Um, he, one of the things for sure that he leads his family really well, his, his wife also is very active at our campus, but we've kind of been watching Chris. He, you know, people follow him. He, he's very wise for his age. Um, he has really good thoughts. And one of the things that we, we really liked about the nomination of Chris is he's a little bit different than the rest of us. He's got a young family. He's looking at things through a different lens as a, a, a fellow with a younger family and a growing family. Most of the, the rest of us, uh, most of our kids are, are older. Wayne's got a couple little ones now, but um, we're a little bit older. Uh, kids are a little bit more grown. And then the, the next guy we're looking at is Trent Jackson. Trent is a very young man, uh, but he is wise beyond his years. How old is he? Uh, I, I don't remember exactly. I think. Upper 20s. Upper 20s, yeah. Okay. I've been watching Trent for five years. Um, I remember when he and his wife were new at our campus. Uh, when you, you and I were there, and they went through first step and next steps with him. And I, I don't want this to sound hokey or anything, but I, I knew that day when we went through first steps and next steps that someday he would be there. Yeah. 
And so I've watched them develop. They led small groups. They, they've been in a, kind of a fostering group with people. They take in foster kids. Uh, his, his wife mentors a young lady who's real dear to me. It's my daughter. Yeah. I've just watched their family grow. And, uh, man, for a young guy with young kids who's, who is really doing a great job at discipling his family, following the Lord, and has had some leadership roles on our campus. Uh, he's part of our worship team. There's just, um, it was just the right thing. Yeah. Uh, and to get, bring a young guy like that in so he can lead for a number of years. One of the things that we figured we needed to do at this point is if we are going to get a new building, if we are going to expand the base of our church at, at, at Pasco, we have to look to the future and we have to bring some young guys on now who can lead down the line. Yeah, it's really good. Hmm. What about in Richland, Scott? On the campus? Yes. So we have one nominee, Derek Dixon, who was raised here at Bethel, comes from a wonderful, committed Christian family here at Bethel long-term. And Derek has, it's been a joy to watch Derek develop as a young man. And so now he's in his early 30s. Uh, he's single. He is just very excited about the possibility of being an elder. And as we interviewed him, and he explained his his interest in doing so. And, and again, like the others, he didn't, he wasn't seeking it. He was nominated. And he goes, hmm, interesting. I'm going to pray about that. And he felt uh, led of the Lord to go ahead and put his name into the hat. And so I'm, I'm quite excited about his possibilities here. Because we have a campus. bit of a theme going on here of, of younger men yeah. coming on our boards. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yep. Uh, what about at the Bethel Elder Board then, Scott? Well, we have Zenon Thornton, who has been around a long time. He's on the staff with uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Mm-hmm. He's a dynamic leader, very personable guy. I think he's somebody that everybody likes, and I think he'll be a great addition to the to the board because one of the areas that we want to expand in is sports ministry. And in fact, you'll hear more about this at the business meeting. But there's some uh, an interesting new experiment going on with FCA, and Zenon will be right in the middle of it. Yeah, if you want to hear a little bit more about that, listen to the June sixth deeper dive where we interviewed uh, Zenon. Mm. It'd be a great chance to hear okay. from he and his wife. You know what's interesting about Zenon? is uh, Zenon coached my daughter's middle school basketball team. And when, when he was the coach of that team, um, I, I was just impressed. And I've known Zenon since we moved here, but I was impressed as a coach just how, how he shepherded and cared for those girls on that team. Never got angry. Mm-hmm. Always, you know, just a, a great coach. Steady Freddie. Steady Freddie. But yeah. I, it, it was impressive to watch for those years. And he's, he was great with those young ladies. So that, That's that, was, awesome. that was a pretty neat personal experience. So. Well, when we bounce out to the Valley, what, uh, Scott, do you know uh, who are some of the uh, candidates for the Elder Board, Adam Prosser? Yes, there are two guys coming that have come up through the ranks, uh, Paul Van Wick and then Tim Oten, both highly committed, wonderful, godly men that have been around Bethel Prosser for, for many years. And uh, Andy and Brooks were very, very high on them. And as I interviewed them, uh, I was I also, even though I'd not met either of them before, I was very enthusiastic after uh, spending a couple hours with them. And we should mention, too, that this year we are adding both campus pastors to the campus boards. So Brooks August out there in Prosser and Adam Phillips in West Pasco will also be coming camp be becoming okay. campus elders. Great. You know, Tim just uh, led a Ruta group. We just had the celebration last night. So you let Ruta group, and I've known him uh, through the small group ministry and watched him grow as a leader. Um, I'm, I'm pretty thrilled about, about that choice right there. Yeah. It, it, he will be a good addition. Tim's a great guy. Yeah, I climbed uh, Mount Adams with him a number of years ago. Oh, I remember <laughs> you doing that. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. All right, guys. You, you guys sound really excited. 
just about our future, the future of our church, uh, the the um, our our leadership future, a good mix of veterans who've been around for a long time and younger men coming on board. And I'm super excited. And I've said this many times lately. I our church has had some wonderful years. I mean, 30 plus years being a great church, growing disciples, making disciples, seeing people come to know the Lord. But here's what I think. I think because of that past faithfulness, the brightest days for Bethel are still ahead of us. I really believe that. And I, I, I think you can kind of see that in scripture. You know, if, if, if those guys that Jesus, you know, left when he ascended said, well, that's it. Jesus isn't here anymore. We can't do anything. You know what? I really do believe. I am super excited about our future. These young guys, yeah. I just, man, I'm looking yeah. forward to what God's going to do. Well, we need, and we need people like you too, Dave, to you know, raise these guys up. We mean the old guys? Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Dave. So that's it. Raise, <laughs> raise them up, <laughs> spank them every once in a while, keep, keep them on the path. Uh, these guys have, these guys have got game. I'm, I'm right in there with you guys. I'm excited. Scott, what is, uh, let's kind of wrap this up here, but Scott, what's going to happen at the Bethel family meeting this very sad, uh, Sunday evening? Well, there will be starting with some worship. Then there'll be some presentations by uh, Jason and myself uh, concerning where we've been in the past, where we're going in the future. We will we'll pray together. Uh, we will present all of these guys that we've talked about for vote, as well as the budget will be voted on. And then we will finish it up with some just some celebration time, some food, some games, and that sort of thing. Okay. Well, you know, typically this, uh, even though it's called a business meeting, it has really been one of the funnest meetings of the whole year. It's, you know, it's really is people who really, they, they're the ones who care most about our church, right? Mm-hmm. They, they care enough to be members. They care enough to be a part of it, be a part of it. And that's what we want. We need committed people, right? Yeah, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would add one more thing that everything we've talked about that I, I, just really didn't talk too much about one. Um, we we prayed over all these people, and I and I know the Bethel elders spend a lot of time in prayer. Um, when we get together as a whole, we prayed, and so don't think that prayer was not a part of this. It was a huge part about praying for these guys and, and just praying for every step along the way. Um, and we that can't go unnoticed. So yeah, no, that's really good. Well, we need we need the Spirit's insight, yep. right? We can we can only see so far. Well, Scott and Dave, thank you very much for this time. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you guys' great work. Dave, you out in Pasco, and Scott, you here in Richland, and kind of on behalf of the whole church. Lord bless you guys. And uh, hey, let's all come to the uh, to the Bethel family meeting this Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. It will be good. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for joining us this week. Listen in next week as we continue to encourage each other to practically follow Jesus through the application of gospel truth. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so, because we'd love to continue to dive into God's Word with you. We'd also love to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed week.